This is Peak Too Early, presented by SAV Racing, featuring Mike Gendron, Trent Fontanella, and Steve Gendron. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the greatest running podcast in the world, Peak Too Early. I'm one of your hosts, Steve Jenner, and I'm joined by Mike Jenner, who's somewhere off the coast of Connecticut. Mike, how you doing? Steve, I'm good. I, uh, I know we have our like reviews tattoo back going where we're trying to get to 300 reviews, but I got this pen here, Steve, and I was thinking I might just start drawing like cats and stuff all over myself because I saw, you know, Jakob, he's a, he's a big, like, terrible tattoo guy, and that just might be the only difference between him and I as far as running goes so yeah throughout the throughout the night I'm just gonna you know draw some like doodles on my arm and, and see see if I feel any faster weirdest looking tattoos Most of all time thing. from one of like the, the the greatest track athletes in the sport right now go to our Instagram if you haven't seen it super strange I thought they were doodles like I thought he was like doodling on his leg but I guess we did get confirmation that those are in fact tattoos super freaking weird anyways and as always, at the house at the house of Sav, we got Trent Fontanella. Trent, how you doing, bud? Gentlemen, I'm I'm doing good. This has got to be the best I've been doing in like six weeks now because you can't really notice it with the angle of my camera. But I'm slingless. I, I have dropped Ooh. the sling. The collarbone oh, is on the mend. So just give me a couple more weeks, and then I'll be out there running. That's probably not true, but I'll be out doing something active. I'll get to running eventually. Uh, but I'm back. I know we got a big race coming up. We got got big plans for for a lot going on and. And your boy is is getting healthy. I'm back on the grind again soon. What did what did the doctor say? Officially, says, when can you start running again? Basically, he says, you know, a couple more weeks you should be ready. But also, like you live in New England, you know, and there's going to be ice on the ground and, and that sort of thing. So like, don't be an idiot because if I he fall, gave you like, an out. he gave you an out. I love it. Really wrong, right? Yeah, he made it out. So maybe I just got to move to the south, and, and then I can live down there, and then I can go out running. But um we'll start to another uh, Trent, more have fun you, stuff have, you, have you watched the news the south is like under like two feet of snow right now yeah what's been going on i'm on the phone today with someone that lives in another part of the country and they're like man you guys getting hit this weather too and i realized i hadn't <laughs> looked at the news like all weekend because i have no idea what's going on like what's going on right now they i mean i don't know how much snow they're actually getting but i know like texas like gulf coast texas is getting crushed right now and it could just be like three or four inches and they don't have no idea how to handle four inches of snow but allegedly the yeah the south and the gulf coast is just getting rocked by a winter storm it's like three degrees there right now yeah, yeah i think it's just like an inch or two but they have no equipment to deal with it yeah. so what do you they, they just shut down um yeah i i uh speaking of running i went for my first like long run in a long time this past weekend and so i did so i have a rule right I'm not going to run double digit runs until I can string together a few weeks of like 30 to 40 miles. Right. Cause if I start trying to ramp it up right away, I'm going to get injured. So I went out, I did nine on Sunday felt unbelievable. Best run I've had in probably six months felt great, you know, getting ready for the Irish Clover five miler. And then the next day, you know, I was a little sore. I did my first, you know, quote unquote, longer run for first time in a long time. And so I jump on a treadmill just to kind of do a little bit of shakeout, a little bit of recovery run. I made it a mile and a quarter. 
like my entire, all my, my legs were locked up. My feet were cramping. Like guys, I've never, like, I am completely and totally washed up. I can't do a long run without my body shutting down. Like this is getting really bad. It, it hasn't been that long since we all put in like 110 mile a week. Right. And I know that like set us all back a long time and it barely did, but I mean, that's a quick, a quick fall from that. So even just nine is totally knocking you out. Yeah. There was points throughout that week that I think about, cause like we were like, you know, putting in consecutive, like 15, 16, 18 mile days. And it sucked, but like we were getting through it. There's days that I go out for like a four mile run and I'm like struggling to get through it. I I don't know how the fall has has happened. I don't, I don't know if it's like a mindset or I like I've said in the past. I just completely stopped caring about running at all after our mileage challenge. But we've 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 come a long way, and, and not in a good way. <laughs> yeah. Well, and so I, I will say this. You know, this spring, you know, it was such it was such a, a popular thing like we we gained a lot of new listeners like people were into it people were cheering us on people were rooting against us people were you know they were they were into the mileage challenge so I have it in the back of my head that we might have to run something back this spring and that's like my main motivation for staying in shape it's not really like yes I want to do well at the five miler coming up in a few weeks but the main motivation in the back of my head is I might be put through hell again this summer in some sort of running competition we might do the same thing. I don't know. We might mix up. I got a few ideas running through the back, running through my mind of like what we could do for this, but that's a conversation for another time. But I do have that in the back of my head that I do have to be ready for the spring because it might happen again. That makes me sick. That's a conversation that's going to need to happen right before we commit to it. Cause if it happens like, Oh, let's do it in a couple months. I'm like, that's not going to happen because our rational selves will, will block that out. So it really can't be a conversation, Steve. You need to like drop it on us. And then Mike and I was be like, all right, here we go. I mean, that's, that's how it happened this time. It, it was like yeah. two days before we were going to start it. And we just like talked about it and none of us actually wanted to do it, but it's just like, well, I'm not going to be the one to say no. Like, I'm not. <laughs> no. Well, well, actually, I remember I put out the idea, like, let's do it in a couple months, right? Like, let's give ourselves a little time to it. And we're all like, nah, that doesn't sound good. And then you're like, what if we just did it next week? And then all of a sudden, <laughs> like, okay, I guess we'll do it next week. <laughs> oh, good. That was the worst. But we're probably going to do it again. Well, before we dive in, we got an action-packed show. We got so much to talk about, so we're going to get into it, but before we do that... It's going to be a we, long one, Steve. We it's going to be a long one, so buckle up, but it's going to be a super entertaining one. You don't want to miss any of this. This is this is a big episode. We got to talk a little bit about our friends at Artican. Artican is the sponsor for this podcast. They're bringing you this podcast to you, to your earbuds, thanks to Artican. Artican is the accessory company for runners. They're Kenyan inspired beaded bracelets. They look super cool. They have the they have the Kenyan flag. In fact, they have all the flags. So you can get pretty much any flag you want. You can combine them. You can put several flags on one bracelet. They do awesome cool fun drops like every month, every season. If you haven't checked out Artican yet, you got to go check it out. See, we got our uh, custom made peak 2 early Artican bracelets. They're sweet. I have not put mine on yet. And that's for two reasons. One, because I know it's going to make me run faster, right? So I'm kind of waiting to use it as like a power up when I really need it. Right now, I'm still kind of slowly 
getting back into it, trying to trying to get my fitness up. But when I need that like boost of energy, that power up, I'm gonna put the brace on. And then also, I'm afraid that once I put the brace on, I'm never gonna take it off. And I don't know if I'm ready for that commitment. That's how excited I am about this, right? Is like once that bracelet goes on my wrist, it might it might die with me. How many how many Arctic bracelets can you wear at once, right? Is this gonna be like in middle school when you'd have the bands like the the Livestrong live bands? Yeah. You'd have seventeen <laughs> on your like your wrist. How many Arctic bracelets are people rocking? I don't know. I'm not a fashion. Actually, I am a fashion. P two E listeners, I know there's P two E listeners that that own Arctic bracelets. Send us a picture, rocking your Arctic bracelet, tag us on your story or whatever, show off your cool Arctic swag. And just a couple other notes on Arctic, 10% of all their profits are going to clean water initiatives in Kenya. So not only are you getting a sick product, uh, you know, some cool swag, but you're helping out a great cause. And then I got another big announcement, guys. Arctic is providing one of a kind bracelets for first, second, third, male and female for the Irish Clover five mile. So the winners of these race are going to get Arctic bracelets that you can't get anywhere in the world. They don't make these. They're making them specifically for the Irish Clover. I saw a sneak peek the other day. Our boy, Chris, the CEO sent over a picture. They look dope. I can't wait. Steve, I, I snuck into the DMS and, and saw the picture of the bracelets there. They are awesome. That's like, I am now, not that I was that motivated for this race before, but I'm actually, slightly motivated now after seeing those bracelets yeah i don't want to look because i know i won't win them so it'll be too disheartening <laughs> to know how fly they are and and like guys I, I said it on instagram like we're we're almost sold out of this race like there's literally as we speak there's there's like a couple spots left so if you want to sign up if you want to participate in the DraftKings style pick and pool if you want to shot at the arctic bracelet you want a chance to race with us you're going to have to go do it like as soon as it's come out there. There's only a couple spots left. I'm not kidding. And so thank you so much to everybody that signed up. It's unbelievable. All right. Enough of that. Mike, we got a ton to talk about. Let's kick off the running news. All right, Steve. So let's get right into it, right? We got a ton of results. We have some Awesome news stories, but I think we need to get right into the topic that everyone wants to talk about here. So this past weekend, uh, there was a collegiate race where a few of the uh, Oregon Ducks jumped on a track and ran really freaking fast. And we saw the NCAA mile indoor record go down by a rising star, Cooper Tier. Uh, and in second place, Cole Hawker, also from U of O, he dropped a 350 as well. Right behind that, there was a 353. I mean, these guys ran blazing fast. That should have been the headline. That should have been what we came here to talk about tonight. But instead, there's a lot to get into here because right after, you know, there's posts on Instagram about this race and all that, and who but... Matthew Centritz slides in after being called out by like not even one of the star Oregon guys. Now I'm not, he's not a scrub by any means. He's fast. You're on like, I think he's like a 415 guy, but you know, not a 350 guy. He's not Cooper tier comes in, calls out the Matthew Centritz just said something like, you know, what was it? Your move. And then tagged Matt. Centritz. No, no. Yeah. He said your move tag. Matt and Centritz. then, and then Centro went off on, on, on this Oregon college kid a little bit. Now I've always been a Matthew Centritz defender, 
You know, I, that's always been my stance on this. I think all the longtime listeners know that I've only had positive things to say about Matt. So I'll let you guys kind of set the stage and then I will rebuttal with my uh, Matthew Centroit's defense. I'm mad at everybody here. Okay. I'm mad at, I'm mad at, you know, this, this 314 miler guy, you know, what, what was his name again? It was four, four, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> four, 14 miler guy. It's a Coleman. It's a, right? No, 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 no. Carter, Carter, Christian uh, Carter, something. Yeah, yeah, Christian Carter. I'm mad at Matt Centrowitz because, okay, first off, Christian Carter, you run for University of Oregon, and Matthew Centrowitz, whether you like him or not, the guy's the reigning gold medalist in the premier event is an alumni from your school. Show a little damn respect for the guy, all right? I, you know, I don't care what your feelings are about him. You got to rep that, oh, you got to rep that, that, that premier track program and recognize that, hey, I'm not going to throw any shade on, on, the, on the reigning gold medalist that is, is part of the same organization that you're part of. So, dude, come on, back off. And then Centro, dude, you're way too big for this. Why are you getting in the muck here? Why are you getting in the weeds in the Instagram comments, dude? You do not need to do this. Like you are, you are so much above it. you responding in any way whatsoever gives credibility to this. And, and, and it, 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 it adds fuel to the fire that doesn't need to be there. This, this, you know, decent runner that has, is, is not even close to your level is, is, you know, tagging you in some comments he shouldn't be tagging on. You're supposed to look at that and be like, noted, all right? I, when, I, when I go back to, to Oregon or that, and I, I'm ever around that kid, I'm going to remember this. But don't let the rest of the world know that that bothered you. Listen, I got no issue with what Carter did. He, he goes, he says, your move, Centro. Is that really that disrespectful? Like, his, his boy at Oregon runs great. He shouts out, you know, the, the legend of Oregon, Centro. And he, and he asks him to kind of get in on it in a jokingly way, thinking Centro's never going to respond. But I agree with you, Steve. What are you doing responding to the Centro? Having said that, if somebody calls you out, go ahead, Centro. Like, like get involved. Like, that's what we want, a little friendly banter on, on the, the Twitterverse, on the Instagram here. That's okay. I just thought, like, Centro was like way too mean to this kid. Like the kid was just saying, like you know, sworn his teammates saying, you know, get on on this, and then Centro just tears him apart and basically tells him that he sucks. Um, so I wasn't really sure why he had to go grad so aggressively. I'm okay with him like getting involved, but then he goes on later on to like say some other stuff. And this is where I get excited. Like he calls out Galen for for not uh you know having respect, and I think what was he saying? I wasn't talking yeah, he- shit on podcasts about guys before me like Galen. Which no, no, he was saying like he doesn't, he didn't talk shit about Galen, so they shouldn't talk shit about him. He was he wasn't throwing shade at Galen there. Do we need to cut that part because I just missed no, it. I was like, okay. did Galen talk right. shit or is he talking shit? Okay, so then no, we I, take I, that. I, I think a lot of people. I think I think a lot of people could have read it that way. Okay, well, this is good clarifying. We're, we're educating me and the masses about what he was trying to say there. Then I go back to my point of like I'm cool with you, Sandra, of getting in the muck here and like throwing your weight around because you are, you know, the best. Um, but I don't know. It was just a little mean the way you went after Carter. Uh, that's what I thought. It was, hold on, be, be, I, Mike, before you dive into this, I just want to say one thing. Later on in the podcast, we have our guy Marquise Dendy on, and he talks about the, the brotherhood he feels like with his, you know, his feller, fellow Florida Gators, right? And you have this program 
that is the most unbelievable distance program in the history of the world. There should be a brotherhood there. Should There should feel like a fellowship where you are protecting those guys, especially the superstars that come through the program, like none other. And you should take a little bit more pride in that. So I know it wasn't that much, your move, Centro, but it's still something, right? And, it, and it's something that shouldn't be said. All right. So I got a lot to say here, guys. So, so, so buckle up for this. So first of all, I, you, Steve, you said you hated all of it. I loved every single part of it. I love every element of this. And I, I took a deep dive into this gentleman. I know way too much about this situation than I probably should. So <laughs> right, I'm, I'm going to turn I'm, off I'm, my I'm, mic and I'm going to let yeah. you go. So here, here's, here's what, what's going down. First of all, I want to say, I, I want to get in my Matthew Centrick's bashing before I defend him. The way I had no problem with him going in on this, on these guys, the way he did it, it, it's so, he's like one of the all time shit talkers in our sport. And I just feel like he didn't come off that way. I felt like all he had to do is like, keep it super simple and just be like, send a picture of his like gold medal or like, just like make it super simple. So the way he went after them, he got like way too like deep into the weeds and like, he didn't need to like call it this kid's like specific times. He just, he, or he should have just been like, who are you? Like, that's all he needed to say. So I didn't like the way he went at him. I had no problem with him going at him. The MVP of the whole thing was later on uh, when he brought in Cooper Tier and kind of was talking smack about Cooper Tier. And then Cooper came back with just like, just called him cilantro or something like that. That was the funniest quote in the whole thing. All right. But so here's the backstory. This is what happened. And I think this will give you guys a different perspective on kind of what went down because it wasn't Matt Centris going after this kid, Carter. So a couple months ago, Cooper Tier goes on uh, Josh Kerr and Ribich's podcast and says some things that like are not that big of a deal when you listen to them, but apparently they stuck with Matt Centris. So he says two things. One is like um, basically, so uh, Centris was, was coaching – Cooper Tears, uh, the Oregon team when he was a, a freshman, when Tier was a freshman. So he's like an assistant distance coach, basically just like running with the guys. We all have had those like assistant coaches just kind of like run with the boys. Um, and Cooper kind of like jokingly, but said like, oh yeah, we used to joke that, you know, Centro is the only pro in the group, but he's actually like the most immature one here or something like that. So he called them immature on their podcast, which I'm sure it was like an inside joke that they had. But I get why Centro would be bothered about him like bad mouthing him as like a, a college kid talking about a gold medalist, whatever. And then later on, um, Tier went on to talk about how the coach there, I feel like an idiot because I can't remember his name, the guy, famous Oregon coach who just left recently, went to UW, um, and basically kind of threw shade at him being like not liking the way that it went down and how. He didn't really like, he had to find out that his coach was leaving via social media. So whatever, this whole backstory and Cooper Tier went on and talked all about this on a podcast. So then we caught wind about a month ago. We got a little tip that Centro had some legitimate beef and we didn't really know what that was. And I was kind of doing some digging to trying to figure out what it was and the way it was presented to us. And I don't want to give away too much here, but basically somebody told us that and Trent, I think you'd remember this, um, basically that Centro had some legitimate beef and he was trying to find a place to air it out. 
Oh boy. It, it might not be this, right? It might not be this, but I think that the, the timeline kind of lines up here, right? Because tier went on the podcast in December, then we kind of find out about that legitimate beef in January. And then this random Oregon kid says something on a post calling out Centrids, which he should never in under normal circumstances have replied to. But I think he had this legitimate beef with Cooper Tier that he was looking for any reason to go at the Oregon boys because he felt like, and we've all, you know, I feel like we can all look back at like our colleges and be like, oh, these kids don't respect the program, you know, our traditions and their change. Sure. So I think, I think Centro had this like beef because the coach that he was coming at was his coach, right? The guy that he came back to assistant coach with. And, you know, it's one thing when like you joke to each other's face or like when teammates make fun of their coach with each other. But the second somebody else says something about the coach or you say, like publicly trash a coach, I think that's alumni do not like that. Like I can tell you right now, if like a kid on the Stonehill cross country team was bad mouthing Karen Bowen, I would have a real issue with that. Right. So whatever, this is all festering and Centro's pissed off looking for a place to air this, this random Oregon kid who's like, you know, probably like barely making the team again. He's a great runner, but for Oregon standards, he's like, you know, walk on barely making the team and Centro just explodes. And you see how he very quickly turns from like shitting on this kid to without tear even being in the conversation to turn it on on cooper start shitting on him and talking about like oh yeah like back in my day we didn't go on podcasts like talk shit about coaches talk shit about alumni and uh then we kind of go back and forth uh centro and tear have had some like interaction on instagram before so i do think that there is an element where matt centro thinks that this superstar oregon kid you know, is coming up and he's not respecting their tradition of Oregon. And that is why that this happened. But Mike, that's, that's putting, a story. Putting pieces together. Yeah. And I would never would have made that connection. But as, as soon as you said that, I was like, oh, damn, you're right. You're yeah. right. There, I, there is a legitimate connection there. Right. And so all those elements, like those are like public things. Like a lot of the let's run board. They, everyone knows this, but I think the one piece that is missing from that, that we knew that other people didn't is that, behind the scenes centro had legitimate beef and that this isn't just like a fluky like one night like oh he just like kind of like went off on instagram one night like this has been something that's been festering in him for like months now and he's been waiting to go off and now it's become this huge freaking thing i mean Centro's just getting dragged all over social media it's wild and to your point mike it's not a like the program is just you know that the guys the younger guys are not doing like the older guys did he is very specifically going after cooper like he goes on later on to like give respect to cole right he yeah, goes much yep. respect to cole major talent he reps it well he's just on like a mission to attack cooper um so a plus the detective work there but i do like that i do like how he kind of like differentiates and just is more obvious and says this is totally against cooper it has nothing to do with anybody else um and then you shouted out, you liked Cooper's comment about cilantro. That was kind of funny. I think that was hilarious, yeah. But the leave me out of this cilantro, like, come on, Cooper, we're having fun here. Like, get in the action. Central's calling you out. You've called him out a couple times, maybe not, like, intentionally wanted to blow it up. But, like, don't say leave me out of this. Like, get in there and, and throw, you know, let's put, put your arms up here. Let, let's get a little uh, little Instagram battle here. I don't know. I didn't like that. Get, get back in there. Listen, we, we've, we've expressed our frustrations with Centro. We've had guests 
express frustration with Centro, Centro. But, like, I, I'm at this point right now where I'm kind of feeling like this guy's our gold medalist, right? He's our gold medalist. He's rocking USA. He, 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 had, he, he won this gold medal in, like I said, the premier event in our sport. Even if he's a little weirdo, we got we to gotta have this guy's back a little bit more. Yeah, no, and I agree. That, and see, that's why I said I love all of this, right? Because I don't really have I, – I guess it kind of – like, it, no, actually, it doesn't bother me at all what, what Cooper said on the podcast. Because out of context, it didn't sound bad at all. I think the only person who was, like, understood the full context of it was Centro or other people in the team. So I didn't have a problem with what, what Cooper said. I definitely – did not have an issue with what the Carter kid said. I thought that was hilarious. And I think if like, you know, your 14th runner on the team can like be that guy who's going on social media and getting, you know, the best athlete in the country worked up, I think that's hilarious. Right. And if I was in college and that kid's teammate, I would think it was the funniest thing. So I have no problem with that kid. And then I have no problem with Centro like being defensive and like, so the whole thing I think is great. And, Cooper Tier is going to be legit as hell, dude. I mean, he just ran a 350. There is a chance that this could – I mean, this kid will be competing with Centro at the Olympic Trials in a few months, and it's a, it's a storyline. It, you know, and it's this, the kind of like the wily veteran versus this young punk, like, you know, talking smack. I think it's a great matchup. It's a great storyline and something that is going to be a lot of fun to follow. So I am, I'm all in on it. I think it's, I think it's very, very fun. And, and I think oh, the fact baby. that Centro's getting, I, I think the fact that Centro's getting dragged online now pisses him off. Oh my god! That dude I was is, just gonna say that dude I'm is just, so just, online. You know what I mean? I bet you, I bet you he is fucking, you know, you know, Rocky Balboa in Siberia right now, like yes. just training like a madman. He's got a picture of Cooper Tier in his mirror, and he wakes up every morning, he grabs it, and he crumples it, and he throws it in the trash. He is he is a madman right now. We this is shaping up to be an unbelievable Olympic trials. I just hope it happens. Like because if we get robbed of this, we get robbed of this. Like I am gonna like cry. Like I don't know what I'm gonna do. Like we this has to happen, right? At this point, I just need the trials to happen. Like I need both to happen. But at least if you're gonna cancel the Olympics, just give me the trials because you have all the the storylines. But kind of what I was saying we were joking before the we we turned the recording on Steve that like Trent is like the least online person in the world so if that's like one side of the spectrum Matt Centrowitz is the other side of the spectrum he's the most online person so he's seeing all this shit and it's just if even if this was like mildly friendly before I think him getting dragged is probably pissing him off even more and I think Centro is legitimately pissed off right and I'm sure Cooper and Centro behind closed doors have like talked it out, but I don't know, man. I think, I think there's some tension there. I, I can't wait to see them get on the line at, at the trials. Now we're going to get to see uh, Chalimo and Lamont step online together. And now we're going to be able to see uh tier and Centro and, you know, whatever, Josh Thompson and Craig. Ingles. Like there, there's some great storylines that we get to look forward to here. Oh man. I can't wait. Can't wait. All right. Any uh, anything left to talk about there? No, I think I think we covered it. All right. Let's move on. This next topic, not a lot to break down here, but I think it's a f- an interesting, fun thing to just at least toss in there. Very excited about this because I already have plans for NCAA cross country. I've dedicated my whole day to it, gentlemen. We're on ESPN, 
NCAA Cross Country Championship just announced that they're going to be on ESPN, not just this year, but for the next four championships. That is very exciting. F Flow Track. Let's get them off Flow Track. Nobody's going to be watching their stupid stream now. We're going to be watching it on ESPN. I hope they don't screw this up. I hope the coverage is actually okay. They, they got to do better on Flow Track. They have all the resources in the entire world. I'm sure they're going to do just fine. Super exciting news. It's going to bring a lot of eyeballs to it. And John Anderson's hosting it. I mean, who doesn't love John Anderson? Oh, I didn't know that. I, mean, I think, gotta, I think we've talked it. about John Anderson before where it was like, what did he do to piss somebody off at ESPN? Yeah, where he, he, he only gets up. to cover cross-country track and field now. Like, I used to wake up watching him on SportsCenter like every Saturday morning on repeat for like four hours, and now he gets stuck to an NCAA cross-country, which is great. Like, I love John Anderson. I'm sure he's going to do a great job. But what did he do to piss somebody off? I'm going to choose to believe John is secretly a massive cross-country fan. And he's been <laughs> asking for this assignment, you know, ever since they announced internally that they were going to have it. So – it's going to be great. So uh, mark it on your calendars. March 15th, Monday. It's, it's, a, it's Monday, correct? Yeah, the Monday after the Irish Clover 5-miler, Steve. Monday after. Um, the, the boys are going to all be together. We're going to do some sort of live stream, right? So maybe we're going to do a Zoom. Maybe we'll do YouTube live. I don't know. We're going to do something. But you're going you're gonna to be able to connect with us on, the, on Cross Country Monday. It's going to be a good time. Mark it on your calendar. Get your beers ready. It's going to be fun. Here's my advice to cross-country fans. Just take the day off now. Take the day off. Enjoy the Irish Clover 5-miler. And then take Monday off and enjoy cross-country the whole day. Drink a couple beers. Give yourself a nice little long weekend. You could do what I do and just took the whole damn week off because March Madness starts the next weekend. I understand that not everyone can pull that off. If you can, do it. But take that Monday off because I do think – we're going to do something. We're going to make it a fun day. And we have cross country national championship on ESPN. So that's pretty fun. Uh, all right. Speaking of live sports on television, we had the new balance indoor grand prix on NBC this weekend. I did get to catch it live. It was at a great time slot on the weekend. And it was a great meet as it always, this meet is always awesome. It was a little unfortunate that wasn't in Boston this year, because usually this is like Boston's indoor meet, but they did it in New York. And holy crap, this was an awesome meet. This was the best meet of the year, for sure. I mean, I let me, let me rephrase. For, like, American distance fans, that's this was the best meet. I don't even know where to start. I don't know. Should we just go down the line here in, in the results? Let's just start off by saying, was there 11 national records? Yeah. 11 national like records. Four, four American yeah, records? Yeah, I don't let's know. start it, going it was, down the line. I will say this. I will say this. I got media credentials for this race last year and was awesome. I bombarded New Balance all week trying to get media credentials for this, and they didn't respond to a single one of my emails. So I'm a little upset probably, about that. Probably a little bit. Uh, they probably kept it a little closer to the chest this yeah, year yeah, with yeah. The, the whole COVID protocol. Uh, so let's start with the men's two mile. Uh, Justin Knight wins in a time of 8:13, but not far behind him. We had Joe Klecker in 814, Morgan McDonald in 814, and right behind that, Eric Jenkins in 819. Super fast times. What do you think of the two mile? It was great to watch. I had a, fun, I had a ton of fun watching it. Uh, a lot of friends of the program in the top five there. Just Knight, you're like top of the list of people we need to have on the podcast. Absolutely. Come on the podcast. We got to make you a friend of the awesome. program so we can do a clean sleep of the top four. Yeah. 
Clucker and Morgan, uh, Morgan, both couple PRs. Like to see the on running kind of young crew here getting going and, and starting to run fast. I'm excited to see what they're going to do as we move forward. But I mean, this is just a, a sneak peek of what's to come with the rest of the races, just stack fields and everything and good times. So it's a good start. Yeah. And I think um, the on running club will be a theme throughout here because there was some unbelievable on performances. Uh, Morgan McDonald with the national record. Obviously, that's our dude. Uh, it was fun to see Klecker and Morgan kind of face off because, you know, they were kind of like the top tier of their classes uh, in college. And, um, you know, I, Klecker, Klecker's our dude too, but I got to be honest, I was a little bit surprised to see him take Morgan because Morgan's been on such a heater, but I think Klecker obviously is, is legit as hell too. Um, speaking of somebody who has, is on a hot streak here. Heather McLean takes the women's 1,500-meter championship in that time of 4.06. Corey McGee, Nikki Hiltz also in that race. Uh, Dana Giardino in that race as well. Um, fast times, anything specific you guys want to talk about in that race? Heather McLean just popped a couple weeks ago. Dude, she's, she's on, on a heater. She's on, she's a, on a tear heater. right now. Product of UMass just having an unbelievable run. It's so much fun watching her do well and, and winning another race on ESPN. Or I say, this Steve, was on we NBC, get, sorry. We got to get Justin on. We got to get Heather on, too. I mean, she's just on the scene. She's a Massachusetts a local girl. You know, girl from, from Peabody. So, uh, shout out to Heather. She's she's killing it. Uh, Women's 800, Aji Wilson. I mean, she made this look easy. Uh, it was... You know, she wins in 201, but she just kind of set herself up. I mean, she was the best runner in that field. She's probably the, you know, the best runner, 800-meter runner in the country. And she just kind of sat back, let the race unfold, and, and, and took it and dominated it. I will say we don't talk about high school runners, but there was a high school in this race. And if you were watching this race and had to be like, hey, which one of these runners is in high school? Not like based on looks or just the way that they ran the race, you'd be able to pick. She was just all over the place, clearly like – but I mean, she was awesome. She ran incredible, but like d- watching the difference between her and Aji, who was just like completely composed, never made a move the entire time. This girl just bounced all over the place. Not just sat back, waited for her move and just boom, took off. And that was that. Uh, good to see Wilson run fast. I was reading that she hadn't run in about a year now or raced in about a year. She didn't want to travel during the, the pandemic here. Um, so just, it was just like refreshing to see her back on the track and running fast. I mean, she's going to be a, a nice metal hopeful for us when it gets to the summertime. So it was, it was just great to see her back out there. I, I, I completely forgot to mention this. She, she showed up to that meet not planning on running. Cause I guess she had been, she got injured the week before in like a workout. So she was signed up for it. And then she scratched the week before in a workout after she hurt herself, she flew out just to like cheer on her teammates and then like woke up that morning, like feeling pretty good. They contacted the meet director and it's like, Hey, can we like get back into it? Jumps back into it and then looks incredible. So that's pretty wild story too. Um, all right, moving on here. What do we got next? Woman's two mile El Perrier dominates the new ballots indoor grand prix didn't she she didn't she break the national record in the uh in the mile in the mile last year and then this year comes out in the two mile and also breaks the national record um watching this race kind of unfold she took the lead early or like was kind of like in the mix with emma coburn emma coburn was kind of right on her and just from the first lap El Perrier had this race completely under control. It looked like Emma was hanging on by thread for most of it. And then when El put it down, it was like, 
she put the hammer down. It, it looked so easy for her. She looked crazy fit. I mean, yeah, I don't know if she's just like that fit. She just dominates this meet. I don't know what it is about the new balance meet for her, but she just dominates it. I think she circles this meet on her calendar every year. She wants to yeah, maybe for this, for this meet. I think she really likes two mile distance. I think that just matches up so well with her. Um, but yeah, great to see Ellie, uh, uh run well, uh, New England gal. Um, I'm getting really sick and tired of the of the farm talk of the dairy farm talk. Oh it's, like, it's, it's, like, it's like it's like it's like it's it's reaching the point where it's like every single time you know Des Linden is on TV, they have to talk about the fact that she she enjoys a whiskey every now and then. It's like the laziest thing ever. It's like oh my god, yes we get it. She has a glass of whiskey every now and then. She really enjoys it. Do we need to bring it up every single time she's on TV? And the same thing's happening with with Ellie. It's just like yes. I get it. She grew up on a farm. She had cows. Do we need to talk about it every single second that she's on the TV? I'm, I'm, I'm getting a little sick of it. Did you guys know that, that, uh, that Chris Hogan played lacrosse in college? Exactly. <laughs> it's the exact same thing. Oh, man. All right. Men's 1,000. There's not a lot to talk about here. Listen, Bryce Hopple is legit as hell. The guy is so good. He makes it look so easy. Breaks the national record in the thousand meters the biggest disappointment in this race is that uh hopple and brazier didn't run the same event i mean that's a bummer right because we're going to talk about the 800 here in a second but it's the same storyline right yeah how many times can we say donovan brazier is awesome how many times can we say bryce hopple is awesome i would have loved to see them face off it should be required. If they go to the same yeah, absolutely. together, they have to get on the line together. You, they can both double. They can both do the 1,000. They can both do the 800. I don't care, but it should be an absolute requirement. Those two have to race each other. You can tell a little bit on the technical side, technical talk here. You can tell that Hopple's really focusing on the little things in the sport. He's really focusing on – he's always been super smooth, but, like, everything is his mechanics is super smooth the gun goes off you know everybody's natural instinct is put their head down and take a first couple powerful steps you watch hopple the gun goes off he's straight up as soon as the gun goes off and he goes right into his smooth stride yeah i mean it's it, i mean we've talked about it a million times you know he's he's closing the gap brazier's still the king of this uh of this of this mid-distance world but uh hopple's closing the gap and it's going to be a fun couple of years so I, I can't find, I don't know where I wrote it down, but there was some quote in uh, Brazier's like post-race interview um, that kind of got me fired up, right? They asked him, because it happened right after the the 1,000, and so they were kind of talking about Bryce Hopple, and they said, you know, um, Bryce Hopple a couple weeks ago ran the 800 and came pretty close to breaking your American record. Are you worried at all about Bryce Hopple? you know, coming after your record. And he kind of shredded off and said, ah, you know, not really. I'll, I'll, I'll kind of worry when he gets closer to my outdoor American record. Interesting, interesting quote. I do think that uh, Brazier and Hopple, you know, are, have a, a huge respect for each other. But I do think that there's an element of people are starting to realize right now how legit Bryce is. We've been saying it for a long time. It's it. Every time I watch Bryce race, it's like, holy crap, this guy is unbelievable. And I think there's an element where people are starting to notice and starting to be like, oh, I don't know, Donovan, this guy is. And I think Donovan's trying to say something like that to like make the point of like, hey, listen, I'm still in charge here. Like, this is still my event. I'm still the best to have ever done it. So you let me know when he like 
you know, really, really belongs on my stage and I'll, 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 I'll shut that down real quick. Um, so I do love a little bit of cockiness from, from Donovan Brazier there. I mean, any, any other, any other time period and Hopple would be 100% our guy, but Brazier is the greatest to ever do it. And he just happens to be racing in the same time, time period. Well, when you say our guy, that, that's where I'm going to disagree. Because, I, yes, I will never disagree that Brazier is not the best in the world, best ever do. Well, yes. But I, I, Bryce is my guy. Bryce like, is our guy. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. When, yeah. They, when they step on the line, it, until the day that Donovan comes on this podcast, I will always be rooting for Bryce over Donovan. Now, if it's Donovan or literally anybody else in the world or, like, any other country or whatever, yeah, Donovan, he, he's a beast. I want him to win. But if our guys are going to go gold, silver – I want that order to be Bryce Donovan. I'll say I that. I don't that. care. I agree with that. Uh, Bryce, Bryce is kind of like, he's in the, um, I'd put him in like Morgan McDonald territory where he was, he was cool with us before, before other people were like, he was, he's one of the original guests. Well, Steve, you know who else is in that category and who's really freaking good? Ollie Hoare. Yeah. This guy. The way he ran this 1500, I mean, you can't run a race better than Ollie ran this 1500. He is, and we talked about the on guys like that. He is damn good, and he was in a really, really good field. He takes down Sam Pranko, who we know is like constantly at the top. Guy races of, more of than my, anybody in the world. Yeah, he races more than, and he's always in the mix. Craig Angles, Johnny Gregoric, Nick Willis, Drew Hunter. The list. Go, I mean, this was a stacked field, and Ollie. One with ease. Dominated. With ease. I mean, he, it looked like he looked like a man amongst boys. And these are like the best runners in the world, the best 1500 meters runners in the world. And he dominated them. Ollie is really freaking good. There's, there's a lot of like indoor, you know, 1500 PRs in there too from this field. It wasn't like this was a, a super slow, you know, 1200 and Ollie had the fastest 300. I mean, these guys went out and, and they ran a pretty decent time and Ollie still dominated. I got nothing else to say. I was in awe watching him. It was great to watch. All right. That's all I got to say. You guys got any last notes on the uh, Grand Prix? I had fun watching it. I hope I, it comes back to Boston. I mean, that, that Staten Island facility looks pretty nice. So I hope, I hope it comes back to Boston next year. Um, hate, to, hate to lose that, that meet. Um, but, yeah, I, I had fun watching it. The only takeaway I had was, I don't know why this one stuck more than other ones. Maybe just because there was so many fast times and great races out there. But God, I miss having like fans in the stands there. This one just felt like more empty for some reason than the other ones, probably because of all the epic results out there. So fingers crossed we can get some some real like fan excitement, um, you know, this summer when we have some outdoor races. Yeah. All right, gentlemen, that's all I got for the news. All right, let's get into our interview with long jumper. You heard that right. Long jumper, Marquise Dendy. And so we, you know, going back to all this beef that we've been talking about, he he announced that he is competing in the American Track League this coming this this coming weekend, coming up on the 21st, and he was going off just calling out all the other jumpers saying, "I want you out there. I want to compete against the best in the world." going off he was going off on twitter he was going off on instagram and we were watching it go down and we reached out to him was like dude we gotta have you on the podcast and man this guy was hilarious i loved having him on the podcast and 
the dude can talk. He needs his own podcast, right? Like we, we had him on, I think, I think they, we recorded of like 50 minutes of interview with this guy. And I think we asked a total of four questions. So it was, it, it was, was definitely, awesome. definitely a peak too early record for least amount of questions asked. Marquise is like the late night talk show host on the like sports radio. That's by himself from two to six. There's no callers, right? He has no co-hosts and he just goes through the whole four hours and is entertaining the whole entire time. But I love but, it. He's, he's going to drag now. you through like, yeah, he's going to drag you through like a huge range of emotions. Like at some points you're going to be like inspired. At some points you're going to like want to run through a brick wall. At some points you're going to be laughing your butt off. Like he, he, he does it all. The guy, the guy's awesome. I'm, I am, I could not be a bigger Marquis Denny. Oh, I'm all in on the long jump this weekend. I all am in. I, I can't wait. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Let's talk to him. Pose me like an action figure Ken doll with my middle finger up Show the crowd that I don't give a f- Move my legs running and make me dance I'm in a can't control So, hey, so we, we had to reach out to you when we saw all this going down earlier this week. And the reason we loved it so much, everything you were doing on Twitter, everything we're doing on Instagram is because we talk about it all the time. We talk about for some reason in this sport, whether you're a distance runner, whether you're in the field events, you know, whether you're a sprinter, it, there's this kind of like mindset where it's like if you're not 100% or close to 100% and it's not like a world competition, then you're not really – putting yourself in a position where you can compete, where that just doesn't happen in other sports. I mean, we just had the Super Bowl, right? I guarantee you every single person that stepped on the field wasn't even close to 100%. You look at a guy like LeBron James, the way he feels on game one is not the same way he feels on game 81. It's just part of being an athlete. Why is it that in the sport of track and field, that if you're not like ready to go and ready to come close to a PR, you're probably not competing? I, I mean, me personally, I, I, I don't know, but I, I, I guess I can, I, I have some sort of like idea. I, I wouldn't say I blame anyone. It's just kind of how, you know, you know, with the, with the brands and agents and kind of coaches, it's like, you know, you know, you know, uh, a brand will say, okay, you know, I want you to train with this guy and, 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 and the agency will be like, okay, I, I, I want you to be in, in this training group. And so like when you're in a training group, you know, with people every single day, you see the same person you kind of have this like mentality where, you know, you don't want to make it uncomfortable. You know what I mean? So like, you know, people, people like comfortability. And so like, if you have to get up and go move, you know, to a different area that you're not comfortable with, you know, you, you want to make friends, you know what I'm saying? You don't want to, you know what I'm saying? You don't want to, you know, be in a position where, you know, you don't like the guy that you're, you know, doing block starts with or to make it uncomfortable for your coach to feel like there's a, some type of conflict for him to kind of stress out over, you know, and then plus, like, you know, maybe maybe your brand or or your agency has say, hey, you know, I, I want you to be over here with these set of guys that could have been your all time rival or people that like you just don't like. But now you have to be in a situation where, you know, you can't really speak up about it because you're forced, you know, so to speak, to be in a situation where you kind of have to be cool with them because you're in a training group. And, you know, and 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 when you have to lift together, you know, train together, you know, you get to, you know, get the get a massage from the same guy. You know, it, it's, it, it, it kind of forces you into this family mentality that, I, I mean, it, it's not. Track and build is an individual sport. I, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, everything is individual. So, you know, and I've never really been, you know, and then on top of that, it's relays. You know, you, you, know, you, 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 you don't want to, 
you know what I mean? Like kind of, you know, feel like, oh, well, I'm handing the, the, the baton up to someone that I don't like type of thing. So, you know, and I never understood that. I feel like, you know, aside from making the actual USA team, I feel like I'm, I'm cool with everybody on Team USA. And Team USA changes every single year. Every single time you make a team, there's a new person on that. And that's why when we make the teams, you know, there's a little introduction. You know, you have, you know, a person where, you know, uh, you know, they'll come up and, you know, introduce themselves or, you know, and then, you know, take a, take a big old group photo. I'm cordial and very friendly with everyone on Team USA because I want medals. I want Team USA to, to, uh, to be on top of the medal count. If it's not that, I'm, I'm not your friend. You know what I mean? So, and that, that's just kind of how it goes. And, and I don't, and that's just kind of, kind of a cloth that, you know, I'm cut from, but, you know, a lot of these guys, and then point being clear, a lot of people really don't want to be in a position where, they don't want to get talked about. You know what I mean? They don't want to be just where, oh, you know, someone's going to say something to me. And me, I'm immune from all that. So I don't, I don't really, you know, as a jumper, you know, I've always been strictly individual. You know, there is no jump relay, you know, as, as much as, you know, that would be really cool. You know, it, it, there, there, there is no I've, – I've never been on a, on a sprint relay. I've never been a 4 one or, you know, maybe in, like, high school. But, you know, I, you know I, I, don't, I don't have that same, you know, tie to, you know, team – team stuff when when nothing none of this in our world is is a team thing you know until you make team usa until you're on you know and, and, and until we all wear the same uniform especially if we don't have the same brand i don't really care if you're in, in my agency you know what i mean stuff like that I'm, I'm i'm here to compete and to you know hype hype everything up and you know it's just it's just kind of different but i mean I, it's, it's nothing really to blame it's just kind of how People look at it from, you know, not from a not not trying to be making things, you know, too too uncomfortable in their training group and stuff like that, you know. Especially with the sprinters, you know, everyone has to line up in the blocks. But you know, and and sometimes, you know, it can be be like a little practice drawing. You know, I mean, people can talk about it at practice, but when it comes to meets, they don't want to put someone else down that's in their training group. And you know, I I never understood that. But I mean, you know, I I can I can see where you know where that's a a thing. But at the end of the day. If, if if people took it for you know for what it is, I mean, you know, I I don't believe every boxer or every MMA guy hates the other guy that they're fighting. I don't, but I don't personally believe that. I like to see it. I like to see pushing and shoving and people getting in their face and you know what I mean. And, and to to a certain extent, I don't want no one to you know no one's gonna talk about your mother or something like that. You know what I mean? But it is it, it's, it's it's promoting. You know what I mean? It's it's. Is is bringing that hype, bringing everything to like, okay, bringing your all all eyes on this event, and so you know, at, at the end of the day, if you gotten beat, you got beat. If you don't, then you don't. So you know, at the end of the day, it, it's it's always up in the air. But I'm gonna do my my hardest to not get beat. And then at the end of, at the end of the day, I'll never lose. I, I'm losing and, and being beat are two different things to me. It, losing is if I went out there and I wasn't on my A game and I just sucked. Like, oh yeah, I lost. But if I go out there and I PR and the entire field PRs because I'm bringing that energy, I won still. I still brought the, I still brought that intensity, and I allowed my next guy to to jump further, to 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 go all out. And then if if, if I get second and we both PR that, then we just ran out of jumps. I can't I can't be mad at that. I'm I'm not upset at that. I I, I did exactly what I wanted to happen. But having a field where one or two guys. Are, are really are, are like all the way up here and then you got like a, a couple of bottom feeder type of dudes that's not that's not competition that's that to me is if you know who's gonna win that isn't a competition uh, you know what I mean so so that's that those are the type of mentalities that like I carry and that's kind of you know just from from the time I got out of high school from the time for me picking my college 
from the time to 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 being right now. That's just how I've been. And so that's never going to leave. And I feel like if more people took that for what it is and, and stopped being so sensitive on, you know, calling people out, you know, and, and, and I, I mean, there is a proper way to do it. And then there is an incorrect way to do it. No one's, no one's making it personal. We're, we're strictly talking about your skill set on the track. No one's going to talk about, you know what I'm saying? Your, your looks, your, your, your money, all that, like that, all that stuff. <laughs> let's talk about what spike up and let's go and, and, and let's see what you can do and bring it up there and, and keep and keep that intensity high all the way through it. And when you get to Olympic trials and when you get to that stuff, it won't be such a shell shock when you have, 20,000 fans yelling and screaming and cheering. And then it's, it's going to be like that every single time. And so that's why you get a lot of like, you know, a lot of rookies who come in and, you know, you know, they're all soft spoken and quiet until it gets to, you know what I'm saying? Olympic trials and everyone always tells them the, the, the same thing. Oh, this is your first rodeo. You know what I mean? It's, it's a reason why, you know, you know, uh, you know, you got to make it through the rounds and stuff like that. But if you, if you carry that intensity all the way through and kept it all the way up, you'll be more equipped at these bigger stages because you was like that the entire time on those, on those smaller stages. And then by the time you get to Olympic trials, it'll be a lot, a whole lot more uh, com- competition, competitive, more, more viewers, everything. And so that's just, I mean, that's just how I always thought about it. I mean, I, and, and, and it's nothing personal. I don't really, I don't, like, I, I don't even know dude. Like dude came to me and, you know, I, I, I pretty much was, was promoting, promoting the, the meat. And I just I did my job. Everyone's gonna watch the meet now. Yeah, you know I mean, I at the end of the day, if he if he's upset or 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 if you gotta hate me to get to a a a standard of you know uh, competition, then hate me. I don't care. I don't know you. But at the end of the day, bring your A game. You know what I mean? Like, like I mean, I mean that's just point blank period. But I just to answer your question. I I I don't know why. I mean, I I don't I don't have like a definitive answer. But you know, it's it's weird to me because I feel like. No one, no one gets mad at Russell Westbrook, you know what I'm saying, or or or, or KD. KD just came off an injury, and and dropped forty. No one's gonna be like, oh man, this guy, this this, this guy's not humble, or you know what I mean? Like it's weird. You nailed it, yeah, yeah, you nailed it. because like it, the one of the biggest problems we have in this sport is that we want to grow the sport, we want to get more viewers. But at the same time, everybody wants to hold hands and, and pretend like it's yeah. like, it, it, you know, like if you want more viewers, you want more eyeballs, you got to create a little excitement. And I, yeah. I love the, the analogy made to like prize fighting, right? Yeah. I mean, those, I bet you, there are certain instances where those guys hate each other, but most of the yeah. time they're selling a fight, right? They're trying to generate some interest behind it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a, no one, no one, no one gets mad at Stephen Curry dropping a half court shot and shaking it around and, <laughs> and doing all that stuff. No one hates that, but but you know the the minute someone says and, and, and show blows at a meet or beats their chest, it's 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 now oh you know you're not supposed to do that and and that's that's going too much. You're not supposed to humiliate your you know I'm not humiliating nothing. I I earned the right to to celebrate after I just won. I, yeah. I, I don't know like every it, when we score a touchdown, everyone loves to see the the the, the antics right and 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 it gets to a point where it's a lot of crazy celebrations. And we only have like a, a, a hairline fracture of that of that same amount of time, you know what I mean? Because because the, the the next heat. So if I decide to do whatever pose or whatever antics after I just beat the entire field, I can do that. And and that's no one no one should argue that. But it's just different here because I guess everyone's supposed to get on an interview and 
and and and and thank everybody and I, I don't know I, I don't I, I don't get it I, I I'm you know what I mean thank you for losing I guess but it's nothing <laughs> like you know what I mean? I'm not about to you know what I mean thank but at the end of the day it's did you compete your best did, did you do something and if you did then you should walk away and, and, and go to your training group and feel good about your performance we might I'm gonna get the interview and say what I want dude my my man like you you just said everything that us as track fans are feeling right so like we we're all distance based guys we grew up as distance runners we mainly follow the distance sports and it's it's so bad in distance with with people sugarcoating everything and kind of like this culture of of just you know everyone wanted to be friends like steve said but when you're talking about like you you need to be the spokesperson man because when you you sent out one tweet right and it set the set the track world on fire and you were getting you were getting love you were getting hate but at the end of the day man like i i casually watch the jumps if you think i'm not tuning in next weekend for the jumps because of that tweet then you're crazy like that is the kind of stuff that we need so i guess is it do you find more of that kind of culture of of uh competition and kind of smack talk and, and people talking their mind in the jumps because i guess i don't follow it as much because we see absolutely and even when people do it in distance they make like a joke out of it like it's never serious but do you see like legit like bad blood type of competition yeah. you know when you show up <laughs> to the line yeah, man? yeah. no hell it, yeah it, it, it's definitely like that down there in the uh in the in a, what we call the uh, sanctuary so um, it, it definitely it definitely gets you know um and 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 definitely a shout out to you know a couple of my of my former gators Omar Craddock you know Will Will Clay Christian Taylor you know Keandre Bates you know we we hail from 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 the place of you know University of Flights jumps you you know what I mean and 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 so and so it's been it, and and that was one of my that was one of my biggest reasons why I chose University of Florida because Omar was my Omar was my host and he point blank told me he was like listen. How we get down here is it's hot down here in Florida, and and not just about temperature, you know what I mean. But so and so we carry a certain pride about ourselves that you know, when you have that that gate on your chest, it never goes away. And so and so you're supposed to carry that pride all the way through your entire career, whether it's not in track and field, whether whether I work at Enterprise, uh, I you know what I mean. It, it's it, it's it's everlasting, and so that's what drawed me and 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 made me gravitate towards that. And every single one of us has that same mentality and 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 even though you don't you know what i'm saying you may not have like i mean we have different personalities on 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 what we're going to say and 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 how we're going to react to it but everyone has that talking talk talk your ish type of type of type of mentality and so that's what i absolutely love and that's why i chose university of florida because it just was like this is where it felt home to me so like you know when i see it differently from you know other schools or other ways of of, of of you know what I'm saying other um uh universities it just would it'd be weird and 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 even and I thought that going to you know making it out in, in into the pro world that it would even be it would be even more it would be it would be even a lot more like that and it's it's not it's actually the total opposite it's 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 much more like calm and it's just like I I, I get it some people want you know some people don't want to overdo it and kind of psych themselves out I guess but I, I would never psych myself out by giving myself that, 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 uh, fire and, uh, and, uh, that intensity. So, but I would, I, I can, I can definitely tell you that all the jumpers carry that. I, I would probably say a lot, a, a lot of field to field events. I, I, some throwers can get like that too. 
you know, uh, but, you know, and, and, and same thing with, with uh, heptathletes. I, 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 there are certain people that definitely have it. It's just that it's not enough for it to be majority. And so, you know, it can get looked at in the wrong, in the wrong light as, you know, as someone who, you know, you know, you can get looked at, oh, you know, that person's cocky or that person is a humble or, you know, a whole bunch of negative things. And I, I just don't care. So, you know, me, I, I'm going to always speak, speak my mind and say what I want because at the end of the day, you know, I live in my world. Y'all are all visitors in, in my world. At the end of the day, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm the one that gets up, brushes my teeth and, and looks through, through these eyes. So at the end of the day, I, I'm, I'm immune from all the, all, all the hater type of stuff because I, 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 this is how I, this is, this is the only thing that, that I know. It came from my father, it came from my mother, it came from his father before him, all that. So, I mean, this is just in my DNA. So, you know, but the, but the jumps for sure carries that, that type of swagger. And I remember when I was in college, it was, it was a lot of, it was a lot of hard hitters, you know what I mean? Especially in a triple jump, everybody could jump. So that's what I love. Everybody could, everybody had something to talk about, especially positively for themselves, which, which was valid. And, and then there were people who wanted to be in that era and we would just look at them like, look, you know, this is not your time right now. You know what I mean? You're not, you're not on our level. And so it would definitely be a good solid six or seven people in, in, in a flight that you could definitely have one personal jump and it'll be 55, 56, next personal jump, 55, 56, 57. And it'll keep it and it, it just keep feeding and growing and growing and growing. And then I will always tell people like, you know, we have one of the biggest advantages because we don't just, do our performance one time we have a potential six times six times three really you know three three is guaranteed but you have potentially six times to to continue to to to, to get better and it's not you know two hours later we're like you know you can get into yourself and kind of think too much it's back 10 minutes back to back 10 minutes and so that's that's what i love and, and so you know and 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 that's where a lot of that a lot of that competition goes because you know you can see someone and you can hear the crowd once they land. And then I can tell based off of just, just the crowd if it's going to be a, a good jump. And, and at that point, if you don't get up, tighten your spikes up even tighter, go ahead and, 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 and take a swig of water and get ready to run down, then it's, it's going to be boring. And no one wants to see nothing, anything boring. And, 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 and that's what people want. It's, it's weird because all the jumpers, some, some, some of these jumpers want more exposure but it's just boring like it's you know what i mean and, and if you want exposure just for themselves like oh i'm jumping well so i want exposure for my event and that's not how that works you have to have the entire competition continuously every single time and so when you pick and choose based off of who's entered it's like oh well, you know you know it, 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 to me that's like you're just ducking competition you know if if i'm entered at this meet and then, you know, now you're going to be like, okay, well, I'm going to wait till the next meet so I can show off by myself in another competition somewhere else overseas. That's not – everything needs to be head-to-head. Why? Why not? Reach. Why? Yeah, why not have everything? Why not? And, and it's, it's nothing to, you know, that's why we don't really have a good ranking system. That's why it's hard. So I feel like each individual person should be able to have, you know, a ranking, whether it's 2, 3, 17, 18, just like college football. And, and the only way you can – you can move up. It's going head to head. Listen, everyone was everybody was sick when Ohio State got in, right? Because they didn't have enough head to head. Yeah, right? yeah. Everyone is pissed. How'd you guys get into the in whatever, whatever? And Notre Dame is not playing anybody, right? So and so people can appreciate that from from a team standpoint or like college football standpoint. But when it comes to you know you're you're your own team, you're your own individual person, and you're not going head to head. Do you believe that like you know you should go and 
and compete, you know, to, to, uh, to uh, make a team or for someone to acknowledge you being at somewhere else? No, no. Show up to, show up to where all the competition is at and, and then make a name yourself, for yourself there. And then, and then all that stuff will, will just flow in. I, yep. it, it's, it's, it's easy to me to, 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 to think about that, but no one has that same mentality or it's not enough high-valued high people you know, metal count people that, that are all on the same page. You know what I mean? And so, you know, I'm just a guy who just loves to, loves to compete, regardless of what I, whatever I do. It, it, it wouldn't matter if I wanted to be a professional Ninja Turtle. Like, I, I would be the best one. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it wouldn't matter what I do. I'm just a competitor. And so I was the first person to always, you know, think, even, even when, when I was a little kid, one of, one of the, the things I always would do is I, I would go to the beach. Uh, we would go to Rehoboth Beach. Um, and so we will always go there and I would just be like, Hey, yo, I'll race you to just over there in, in the sand. And if I win, give me 10 hours because, because I wanted to play all those little games on the, uh, on the, uh, on the strip, never had money, but I'll race you. People would be like, Oh no, nah, this scrawny guy. He's not going to win. I, I, I can beat you in a race. Flame him. Got my 10 hours. Now, now I can go ahead and, and, and shoot more basketball and play more arcade stuff. You know what I mean? So it's like, that's where it came from. That, that's where my drive came from when I was a little kid. So it's like, and you would think that from that point, and it would just keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger and more and more stakes get higher and higher and higher. You would think that in, in this realm of the sport, it would be easy to just do that. And it's just not enough people who have that mentality that, yo, I, I want to compete above all else. And people yep. are afraid of, you know, getting hurt and, 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 and all that stuff. I, I, I'm not, I, most 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 people have have told me, "Hey, Marquise, are you nervous for you know getting hurt again and blah blah?" If I get hurt again tomorrow, I know it's because I did exactly what I wanted to do. I'll blow my body up every single time. It's never gonna stop me. I'm just gonna recoup and come right back. It doesn't matter to me. You know what I mean? So you know that's just how that's just how it is. And I don't know. I, it's just it it it's, it, it it feels like a strange dream to me. Like looking and seeing all these people, and but you know I. I do a lot of talking to myself, I guess, just like, getting myself hyped up, you know, and stuff like that. But, you know, and it's just weird to kind of see just just that whole dynamic change, and especially, you know, starting in college, too. I mean, it, even even in this college era, it's not a lot of it's not a lot of back and forth. I remember we used to go back and forth with Texas A&M, LSU, um, Oregon, and it would just be jarring a lot, like a lot of, it would be like, we couldn't walk out and warm up at the same time. Like it would be even to the point where like coaches would be like looking at, like it would be like to that, to that core, to the core value. And now it's like, everyone wants to take pictures and, you know, and, <laughs> and, 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 and like, and like have like the, the, the coolest gear and, and, and spikes and, and, and all this, you know, clothing and all this other stuff. And it was never just, yo, let's compete. Let's just, you know what I mean? People want to you are you are preaching to the choir right now. I mean, I have to say, I was a little nervous coming into this interview because I don't know anything about jumps. Like like Mike said, we kind of focus on the distance running world. And we're trying to get more into the different events. But you're hitting on all the topics that we love to talk about. The rivalries, the trash talking, shitting on Notre Dame. That's like my favorite pastime in the college football <laughs> analogy. The bets on the beach. Like you're just hitting everything. But but one thing I want to, to go over again to bring it back to is, you know, we talk about that mentality that you have, I mean, and the jumpers have maybe more than like some of those distance runners have. One thing you said um, on Instagram when you were going off the other night was you were like, if you don't think I'm humble, like, I don't give a fuck. 
And so can you just expand on that to like some of the people that maybe could take, you know, some of your confidence in like the wrong way or don't understand where you're coming from? Like, what does that statement mean? Like, if you don't think I'm humble, you don't, and you obviously are like, you know, confident as all hell. Right. Well, I, I guess and that, that just came from because a lot of people like I, I guess it's just my my delivery on certain things. Like, you know, what I mean, because I don't do a lot of explaining because I'm, I'm not talking to the people who take my words the, the wrong way. I'm talking to the people who actually know what I'm doing and, and like actually can, can actually feel me on like, you know, a deeper, deeper level. Like I'm I'm very, very multi, multi layered, multifaceted and like like very, very like, like I'm, I'm talking about the. Like my my facial expressions, me even me typing it in like all caps, I'm, everything like that is just really multi layered. And so what I mean by that is just like the I, I have I, I don't, to this day my my coach still has to remind me of all the things that like I've done. I don't even remember. And so I will never like cocky to me is continually boasting about like my stats. Like I, I have no idea. Like I I I think I know. I, I can't remember my 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 triple jump PR. I think it's like seventeen like. 72 or something like that and I only I, I can't tell you what when I did it I know my long jump PR is um 8.42 and then like with a little wind it's like 8.68 you know what I mean so like but I I I, I would never go up to someone and be like yo I, I jumped that and like you know kind of boasting about my stats and kind of making it making it known that like I'm better than someone else I, I will I will never say that I'm better than Jeremy Lawson. I'll never say that I'm better than, you know, some Jeff Henderson, or I would never say that I'm better than anyone else. I would say that I'm the only thing that I'm better at is competing. And so competing and, and stats are two different things. Like, like, so stats can line up and be like, Oh, well, you know, I got more medals than this person. That's that, that's me trying to put you down as far as like on a medal standpoint, me as a competitor, I'm going to, I'm going to say that, okay, I'm going to compete. And so just, just, just like I said, if, if I were to go go to a competition, raise all hell and kind of talk all whatever, whatever, and the entire field competed and, 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 and surpassed all their limits, I won that day. And no one will ever, no one will ever, ever think about it like, like that. I will, I go, I go to, I go to compete for, for my event, not for me. I, I like, I, I, I don't, I don't do this for me. I do it because I love to jump. And so, and so whatever anyone else does, if someone walks away, even if I did quote unquote, you know, place higher than them and they get, they get seventh or eighth, but they PR by two feet because I'm bringing that intensity. I clap for everybody. I, people don't even know that I, in, in college and I don't, I don't really do it now only because, you know, I don't really know everyone's um, religious, but I pray for everyone's, you know, pray for everybody's uh, um, well-being competition, make sure everyone goes out and competes fully. We, 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 we always hold up and pray for that. And so I, I'll clap for everybody. I'll never side anyone. If someone asks me to uh, get, their, get their steps or get their marks or check the board, I'm never going to do something slime, but oh yeah, you know what, you're on the board, blah, blah. Or I'm never going to like kind of look as if I'm better than them as far as in terms of like, like my, my life is better than you. That's, that's cocky. That's someone who is, who, that's someone who like just, just is, is like a disgusting person towards other people for no real reason. I will say that I'm a better competitor, but what that means is, is that I'm going to bring, I'm going to bring lire fuel, gasoline, like, you know what I'm saying? All, I'm, I'm bringing it all for everybody because I, it, it, it comes out of my mouth and it oozes. I, I, I have so much that I give it to everyone else. And so I've noticed, even just for me, that if I'm quiet, if, 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 if I'm chilling, and because I've done this on purpose, there have been times where I have not said anything. 
being completely silent, real, real calm. And the competition has been very, very low, very low, very quiet, pin drop. And the times that I'm yelling and screaming and hyping and, and, and talking and clapping, super loud, clapping for other people, gator chomping, telling everybody, wake up. Those are the times that I'm doing it for, the, for you and your competition. There are other people who will, who, who will look at me and be like, oh, no, nah, you know what? I'm, I'm so cool and, and calm and, and, and I, I know what I got to do, but I'm not going to do it for other people. You know what I mean? And so that's not me. That, that isn't me. And so a person who can go do that and, 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 and put themselves before the competition, that's a cocky person to me. That, yeah. that to me is cocky. And so that isn't me whatsoever. I'm going to clap for you. Come on, get up. If, if you're starting it, come on, let's go. Come on, let's go. I, I'm, I'm running down the moment with you. I'm telling you, I'll fist me when you come back. If you foul, I'll tell you, hey, yo, man, you over like that. But then, you know what you got to do is how you're starting is, blah, blah. And, and I, I'll critique help them out. And then that way, their, their next jump, they better jump far. Because I don't jump far unless you jump far. And if you don't jump far and I don't jump far, then the next person behind me doesn't jump far. And then now, now all the cameras are turning away. And so I don't like that. And so if you feel like what I'm saying and how I'm delivering it is cocky, then that just means that you're a weak person. You're the one that's sensitive. And I'm not talking to you. But every, every single person, no one, none of the people who, who got tagged under that post hit me up and was like, oh, man, you know, you're doing too much. They all was clapping because those are the competitors. So I'm not talking to the people who are sensitive and who are thinking that, oh, man, th this guy is coming back from injury and this guy is, is um, already cocking blah, blah. It pained in me. I, I, I wanted to speak. I'm hurt though. I, I was hurt. You know what I mean? I, I can't, of course I'm not going to say nothing, but I, I recouped, I kept it all together and I got myself together. And then I went, once I came back on the scene, now I'm ready to go because had I not jumped very well, I wouldn't say nothing either. Well, like, period. You know what I mean? Yeah. But so I, but I made it a point to go out there and make a statement that, okay, that Marquise, that, that, that Dendy fire is back. And so now that's the competition. I just, I lit the beacon and what was that? Uh, Batman, light the bacon. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? So that's, that's what happened. And so now everyone is like, okay, boom. Now let's get, now let's get back on point. And so that's what that was for. And so, yeah. and again, I could care less if any regular person, anybody, is like, yo, Dandy is doing too much. And he, he's cocky. He's a homie. You know I mean, he just came back from injury and then blah, blah, blah. He's already... I, I don't care. Like, I, yeah. it's, it's comical at this point. Like, and I mean, I, I've never cared. And then, and then, and then when I went into, you know, like it even, even explaining my like injuries and, and, and going through that, going through that little timeline, that wasn't for me. I, I did it for the person who thinks that I, I can't speak after I come back from injury. I did it for those guys who, who, who have gotten hurt and then want to give up. And again, that's not cocky. You know what I mean? I'm, I motivate so many people without even knowing it. My DMs flew up when I talked about that. It just oh, yeah. was like, yeah, I, that, that, that's cool, yep, and, and, and never, never lose sight of your own timeline. So I, don't, I personally don't care, but it's funny because that's how I know that, 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 that those individuals, some of, some of, some of those individuals who get, get rubbed the wrong way based off of how I deliver it, you're just not it. You're not, you're not elite. You're just regular, you know what I mean? And so, and so I can't get – a, a, a king will never get mad at a peasant. That's just what happens, you know what I mean? I, I, I can't. I can't look at you and be like, oh, I'm upset. It's just funny. It's just, yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't hate you either. I just know that you're not, you're not on that realm in which I can have an emotion other than laughing because you're not. Now, it would hurt my feelings if, let's say, someone who really, really was close to me 
thought the wrong thing. Okay, yeah, then I'll explain it. No, 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 no. You know, you know, this isn't me. Remember that, you know, this isn't me. And so, and, but no, but none of my close personal competitors ever look at me like that. Never. Yeah. And so if those are the people that I see and compete with and work with and they, and, 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 and they ought to prove, and it's people who are never, ever, ever going to be in that situation. And they're all like, oh, I don't like this. I don't care. Watch to me. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't is matter. There, is, there, is there anybody in particular that you hope shows up next weekend? Um, I, I mean, here's the thing. I, 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 would, I, would love, I would love to compete with Jarian again because that's, that to me is someone that, you know, I, me and him, me and him jumped, jumped in college. So, like, you know what I mean? Like, that's, that's someone that, you know, we, we, always, we always go back and forth. But the thing is, I, 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 do, I do recognize him as a dual, dual threat. He's a sprinter and a, and a jumper. You know, he runs a one-two and does long jump. Yeah. So just like how me, I did triple jump and long jump. So, like, you know, I wouldn't – like, just like if Will, Omar, CT, and Chris Bernard or Donald Scott, all those triple jumper guys, if they all was like, oh, I want, I want Dendy to come to this triple jump, and I don't, it's like, ah, because you know that I, I, I do long jump, though. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I consider myself a long jumper. So, like, you know – I, I want him to come. I, I, I just love competing with him because he is he, he's the kind of guy that I would like, yo, I, I love him. Jeff Henderson, you know what I mean? Um, Juan, you know what I mean? Dude, 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 dude overseas, Lugo. I love that guy. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's like those are the people that I really would, I really would appreciate. But I definitely, above all else, I definitely love, love, to, love to compete with Jerry. But I, I understand he's, 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 he's a two – Dual guy. So, I mean, if, if, if he has it on his schedule to run a 60 or a 200 and it can't fit with long jump, I get it. But I'm going to still light it up and say, hey, yeah, pull up. Yeah. Pull up. So, you know what I mean? And so, and so that's how it goes. That's how it goes when you kind of do more than one thing. And I, and I respect that. And that's why I know that he's, you know, he's that good. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. So, you know, but that's what I, I would love that. But he had, but, but, uh, had DM me. He had told me. He said, um, we're going to go to FSU outdoor. And uh and uh, pull up on that guy Fabian and stuff like that. See what he's made about. So you know, because I know he's not pulling up indoor. So, <laughs> all right. So uh, I got I got a question that you probably have never been asked before in an interview. So I'm I'm gonna go ahead for it. Let me put you in a situation here. Right, you're being chased by a lion, mm-hmm. and you come up to you know a little you know trench or something that's filled with sharks and stuff. None of these mm-hmm. things you want to mess with. Right. You're a confident guy, right? I can tell that. Yeah. I know you're a confident guy. But you're not having time to get your steps or like warm up or you know get the crowd going with your clapping or yeah. none of that. How far or how short does that trench need to be for you to make that jump over it so that you're you know you're saving your life? You're getting away from this lion. You're getting over those sharks. I mean, are you talking your PR like are, in that moment? Are you hitting eight four eight five or or do you need that to be a little bit shorter in that moment? Hmm. It, it would well because I wouldn't have to worry about landing and form. Good like, point. So I, I, I would, I would probably, I would. It could be like thirty feet. <laughs> like, <laughs> I would probably because I like, so like, like so if I'm running, I'm talking about for dear life. Like and, and so I'm not worried about my form down the road. Like it, it, it's a lot of technical aspects that keep me from running too wild, and so it's like a controlled tempo. So down the runway, and so that's why it's controlled into a point where I can take off and sprint and take off. But if I'm just purely running for the for my time and my life. I'm probably I, I'm probably going to go forward and 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 probably maybe turn enough to where I don't land on my head, maybe, maybe my back, and roll it all the way through. And at that point, if I'm flying as very very fast, it, no shoes on either, because you know if I don't have any shoes on, I'm definitely lighter. Um, 
I would probably I would probably just need about 30 feet, 29, 30 feet, and I would land on my back or maybe like tucked into like a ball and I can clear that. I would I would get out. If that line, yeah, I'm sliding. I'm getting out of there for sure. <laughs> and I'm definitely and I'm definitely gonna make sure that I'm out of the way of that trench. I mean I'll probably get to the little bit of water maybe rolling around, but not enough in the deep end where they could come out and you know come come eat me. But I'm I'm definitely gonna get out of there. And I, I wouldn't have to worry about form at all, but I would definitely put it pedal to the metal and get over there for sure. Oh, I love it. Mike's always got to mix up with the crazy questions. I, I got it. I got it. That was a good question. So, let, let me put you on the spot here, though. First serious question. Straight up right now, just quickly, you know, w- give me your predictions right now. I'm going to give you three three meets, and I want you to let me know. Again, I'm, I'm testing your confidence here. Mm. ATL, U.S. Trials, mm-hmm. Olympics. Where's Marquise then the finishing in those three meets? With this upcoming Atlanta track meet? Yep. Yeah. I mean, well, well, um, American, American track. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, yeah, I, I definitely want to win that. Uh, I'm, I'm going to, I feel like, so like, here's the thing. So like, I, one, I, I haven't been in Arkansas in three years. And so they, they, they definitely redid their, they redid their track. Um, it's a phenomenal track. So I kind of, and then I, I also train outdoors. So for my season opener to be eight twenty anything, um, coming back from an injury and not being at that track, um, that's where all my fouls came from, you know what I mean? And so, because, you know, I just really was trying to figure that out. And so now that I kind of have that like in the back of my head and kind of saved and stored, I definitely know where I need to start from. I know, cause I started, you know, as far as I guess point of reference on, on when I started, I started off the, the, the meet at 157 feet. I ended the meet on 164 feet. So that means I moved back so much and, and that was just wasting time. So now I know I can just start at 163 and see where I'm going to be at. And then I'll probably be a lot more, you know what I'm saying, in control of my speed. And I know I can bring a lot more heat down. And so, um, so that's, that's number one. And this is because, you know, I definitely just wanted to, you know, figure out my, my body type again, just, just, just kind of figure out, I mean, I've been working on a whole bunch of, you know, different te- technical aspects. You know, if, if anyone has, you know, really, really watched me throughout, throughout my years from like my freshman year in college. to you know, my, you know, times, you know, as a pro, my approach has drastically changed as far as, you know, I, I used to be really, really wild and stompy and kind of like, which is why I got hurt a lot. You know what I mean? So I, I, I did a lot of, I, I exuberated a, um, a lot of strength that would never really go anywhere, which is why I wouldn't really last all those rounds, stuff like that. So, so you know, I, I've been kind of fine tuning and, 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 and fixing a lot of things in my approach. And so that was, that, that was just like that, that, that guinea pig kind of type of thing. And so, I don't want to like you know put a mark. I, I never really say, oh, I'm going to jump 848 like that. But I, I, I'm, I can definitely jump further than than 821. You know, what I mean, way further than that. And so, and so, if that's going to result into a win, I, I, you know, it is. But it would have to be someone who is definitely capable of jumping well further than than 820, 830s to definitely be a, to, to, to definitely be up there to kind of knock me from first to second to like third like that. And so that's that's for that indoor meet and. Olympic trials. Um, now, outdoor is is my all time element. I love outdoor. I, I actually can't stand indoor, but I, I I know that it's it's a point in which I can get my get my feet wet and obviously com- like competition and, and and getting right. And you know it's funny because all my all my medals come from indoor. So you know, I say that all the time. Like <laughs> I can't stand indoor, but all of my medals come from indoor. So you know I I, I perform very well and it definitely sets me up properly for outdoor. And so. 
um, Olympic trials, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm just worried about um, just not catching COVID, you know, just, 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 just stay in, stay in the course. And I feel like, you know, when I get there, I'm, I'm actually very, 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 very excited for Olympic trials. Cause the last Olympic trials I was in seven, I think eighth place got 27 feet. And so it was, it was an amazing competition, 2016, and that's why I tore my Achilles. And so mm-hmm. I was going so hard that I tore my Achilles. Like, like that's, mm-hmm. that's, how, that's how crazy it was. And, that's, and I still made a team. So, you know, and so – and that's how that's – how, and I want that. Like, that's, that's the all-time, like, top. Like, that's – 2016 Olympic trials. I'm, if they ever come out with a YouTube video of all the series and, like, what, it, what went happened like, – I, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, what happened each series, I mean – I, I went from I think I jumped like eight eight eleven, and I jumped eight forty two, jumped into first, and then Jarian jumped eight sixty something. Jeff jumped eight sixty something, and then it just was twenty seven feet. 20, and then Will came and jumped something stupid. It just was, it was it was amazing. I I loved that was so fun, and so I'm super excited for that. I I want that so, and that's what that's what that's what I'm yearning for. Like that's what. Y- 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 people can't give me that competition and then not want to do it anymore. Like, you know, or, or, or I have to wait every four years. I don't want that. I want that every single time. You know what I mean? So that's, that's what I want so much. So I'm so excited, but I, I definitely, I definitely believe I can, I, I'm going to make that team. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I'm, you know, marks, marks aside, I, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to get in that top three. It's just a matter of, you know, who's going to, you know, who's going to be, be in the one, two and three, but I, I definitely believe that. And I, I believe that if we, if we take a strong team, all, all three people that you know, I I, I would assume would uh would uh, be up in there. Uh, we can definitely sweep that. You know, it's just a matter of of just, of just staying staying composed, not catching COVID. You know, staying 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 the course, taking care of our body. I think the one of the best things that could ever ha- have happened to me during this during this year of, of getting hurt and COVID so like that was that I just became a student of my body. You know, what I mean, I I kind of I kind I kind of neglected a lot of you know, body, like, like kind of listening to my body type of things, which is, again, comes with this age, you know, a little bit and kind of, kind of comes with like more experience. But, you know, I just always thought, you know, get the regular massage, you know, chiropractor, you know, you know, ice bath, blah, blah. But really being a student to like to muscle groups, to like neuro, you know, say neural pathways, sleeping, stuff like that, like kind of really, really being a student. And so, you know, I was, you know, I, I'm, you know, I, I, I was, I was just like kind of like Ocho Cinco. I would eat whatever. I just felt like I could do it. You know, what I mean, and, and I can, but there's a, there's a, you know, there's a cost to that. And so, you know, if I don't want that cost, you know, change it up. And so, you know, I feel like, you know, that's that's where you know I've gotten better off of the track, and and I feel like, you know, that's that's why that's why I'm, I'm even more confident. And you know, just to even put it, you know, I've. I've had a knee injury or knee problem since, you know, since, since my growth spurt when I was like 15, you know what I mean? I, I, my, my knees would kill me. I, I, I could never be in any compact car. It would feel terrible. You know what I mean? And so, you know, what, when I got out of surgery, when I turned my patella tendon, um, you know, all, 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 all my jump leg, I, I, I actually wanted to get up and start walking immediately after I woke up, you know, my, you asked my coach, everyone had to push me down. Cause I was like, Oh, thank God. I can, I can just get up and start going. Uh, you know, fresh out. I mean, I was probably really drugged up, whatever. But that—that that was my first unconscious thought was to get up and start walking because I like—I don't think you understand how how great it felt that my knee will never hurt anymore. Like, and and of course, no one no one ever wants to go on, underneath the, the the knife on purpose, you know, especially when you can feel like you know you can compete. So I just competed until it broke, 
and it broke and I fixed it. So, you know what I mean? And so, and so that's just how I've always been. And so now that I'm, I'm now, now that I'm in that, you know, world now, now I can train better. Now I can lift without, you know, taking off weight or now I don't have to baby something or now I can go that, that, that extra jump day. You know what I mean? So like, like it's, it's, it, it, it's more than just an injury. It's more, it, it's, it's about how you treat it afterwards and, 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 and what you're going to do to keep it from, you know, happening again. And so that's, that's what I was so excited about. And that's why, you know, and that's why when it all came together and I, and I got to compete, I felt amazing. And so I feel like now I'm finally in, in my final form type of thing. You know what I mean? Like now, now I finally felt, okay, boom, I, I, I cleared out everything. Like, you know, my, my, my Achilles would kill me. Like it would be terrible. I ripped it. Now it's, now it's fixed. My, 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 my knee would hurt every single day. I couldn't, I couldn't go back to back jump days. I could never do triple jump practice and then long jump practice within the, the, the same week. Now I can bound and jump all day. It doesn't matter to me. You know what I mean? So like, you know, now I can do more hurdle mobility, hurdle hops, you know, plyos, plyometrics, all the things that would make me a better jumper. I just couldn't do those things back to back because because I had to switch up my my, my uh, training method because I would be beat up. My my knee would be the size of a, a a watermelon after after I would do certain things. And so now it's not like that. And so now I can finally train 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 the way that works for me and not just for a way that works for a hurt version of me. And so yeah. that that's what gives me all the confidence in the world because and, and that's what kept me going even during my rehabs even doing, you know what I'm saying, uh, me, me sitting home watching people compete, it was like, don't, don't worry about it because you're now, like, I, I have always competed hurt, you know what I'm saying, stuff like that, because I'm a competitor. I don't care, you know what I mean? I'm going to, I'm going to run my body through a brick wall if I have to, but it, it, until something falls off and I have to put it back, then, okay, <laughs> boom, it, I, I got to do it. Obviously, I can't walk, so I got to fix it. So, you know, and, and that's just kind of how it's been, and that's just, you know, and I, I, I mean, I, I've had amazing, you know, support and coaches never doubted me and stuff like that. And my, my mom, my dad, you know, everybody around me always kept that support up. And so I never really cared if anyone forgot about me, you know, I don't, I don't care, I don't give a fuck. But, you know, I, I knew when I came back, it would be a big bang. And that's what I wanted to do. And so now, now that I can train the way that I want to, I have all the confidence in the world to know that I can medal, I can get a gold medal. And, and that's the one thing that, you know, I want to do. I want to get a a gold, uh, well, one, I want to get indoor, indoor world record, outdoor world record, Olympic gold, um, world gold medal, and Let's I already go. got a gold medal for indoor. So, you know, I, I want to complete the whole sweep. I want to be, I want my name everywhere. And so oh, once yeah. I do that, then I'll be done. I mean, you know, so it, it, it's either going to happen very quickly or it's going to take my entire career. But either way, <laughs> it's going, once that happens, I'm going to be done. Now, I feel like, you know, once I, once I solidify that and, and once I have all those things, you know, I won. You know, there's, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm at the top, and and then now, now I can feel like, you know, you know, now, now I'm immortal because the only way you can physically, well, well, not physically, but like be immortal in this world, everyone's gonna die, physically. But, but the only way you can live forever is if your name is somewhere forever. Like Kobe Bryant, he, he, he's not dead to me. You know, what I mean, he's everywhere. You know, what I mean, and 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 people who have solidified themselves through 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 history do 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 anything and like like has and 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 has an impact on everybody they're not dead you know what i mean to, to me they're not they're, they're just going on this physical physical plane because we're all mortal our, our organs are going to stop working eventually you know what i mean or accidents are going to happen but at the end of the day your name is what's going to keep you to live forever and so if you don't want to 
do anything, anything in the world that's going to make your name live forever, then what are you living for? And so, and, and so, and so, and so that's, that's, that's where, you know, that's where it comes, comes, comes for me. And so, you know, I, I definitely have really big plans on, on, on my career, especially in track and field. I chose track and field. And so this is where I want to, you know, put my name in. And so that's, that's where I want to be immortal at. And so, and so this is, you know, this is my journey on immortality. And so, and so, and so that's me. And so I feel like I can do all that now that I have, finally arrived to this place right now and so you know I feel good about it I just got to continue to you know be a student of my body take care of myself on and off the track and then you know um things will definitely line up the way I want it to be hell yeah man hell yeah well thank you so much for bringing the fire to the sport thank you for bringing the fire to this podcast you got three ride or die fans right now that (laughs) three distance guys that are now all in on the jumps because of you so thank you so much for coming on the podcast it's been a ton of fun Absolutely, man. Thank you all very much. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you all for having the same mentality as me so I can talk, talk whatever and kind of not feel like awkward. It feels great. What an interview with our guy, Marquis. Really looking forward to watching him this weekend at the American Track League. And that music going into the interview and coming out of the interview was music from Noah Drotti's band, Bury Mia. And that's their new single coming out March 5th. So I actually, I'm big fans of this band. This is a, this is essentially, like we talk about it a lot. This is one of those things that's indirectly connected to running, but is part of running culture. And that's, those are the type of brands we love. And like, there's, you know, what better way to show that than in like a punk rock band? I love these guys. And see, that's, that song is not uh, released yet. Yeah. The P2 listeners are getting kind of the first glance at it. We're going to, we're going to run that song for the next month as they lead up to their, their drop date. But yeah, you're getting a sneak peek at the, at the band's new, new jam coming in. I don't know, fellas. This always annoys me when someone's just a way better runner than me. Is super talented at other things too. He's making really <laughs> cool music. He, he's obviously insanely fast. Noah literally just has it all, apparently. So uh, I guess podcaster. I can try to enjoy it. But yeah, podcaster, right? He's got everything. I don't know. All right, boys. Let's kick off the bell app. Mike, what do you got for people on the bell app? All right. So we kind of went into a deep dive. Uh, a couple weeks ago about the whole GameStop thing and uh, Stonehill alumni Keith Gill, who dominated, you know, spent his whole college career dominating Bentley and then went on to all just right, dominate, right. went, to, went on to dominate uh, Wall Street and all the suits out there. Well, so I was reading an article on in the Boston Globe this morning and they were talking about Keith Gill and had interviewed him and he had mentioned that one of the things he's thinking about doing with his money that he made off of this is he grew up in Brockton, Massachusetts, and he wants to uh, build like a uh, indoor track facility in Brockton, Massachusetts. It's something he's always wanted to do. You know, he's, he loves his hometown of Brockton. He loves the sport of track and field, and he wants to give back in that way. That would be unbelievable. I, I would be so fired up if that's how he spends his GameStop money. It, the whole thing brought tears, happy, tears of joy to my eye. And I hope Keith one day builds a, a track and field center in Brockton, Massachusetts. That would be awesome. 
that's our. What hero. are they going to name the facility? They're going to name it uh, Deep Roar, Fucking Value. Deep Fucking Value uh, Indoor deep Track. Fucking value, Roaring yeah. Kitty <laughs> Arena. <laughs> Roaring Kitty <laughs> Arena. <laughs> Trent, what do you got for people on the bell app? I was going to go in one direction, but now I'm all excited about keep going indoor track. Diamond hands, don't sell for life. You want to buy some GameStop tomorrow, Trent? (laughs) Oh, yeah. You buy the dips. That's how it works. You buy the dips. We're on a big old dip right now. So everybody out there, buy your dips. Um, No, I I just want to go back to to our interview and just say, like, let's go, Dendi. Like, I'm still riding high from the interview that we we had. Uh, You know, just reliving this episode again. Now I'm getting soaked again. This weekend... We already said it, but I'm a long jump fan. I'm more of a long jump fan than I am a distance fan this weekend. So I just can't wait to see Dendy go out there, um, back up all that trash lock he's been throwing out, and get excited to see him you know, start getting ready for the Olympics. So here we go, Dendy. My bell app, I just want to say, listen, guys, I've been busting my ass on this TikTok game, and I'm turning out some, some quality TikToks. For the love of God, would you give me a couple likes on there? Because these things have taken a lot of time to make. I'm a, I'm an, I'm on, I'm in, I'm a millennial, right? I'm not used to this. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, you know, ready for all this TikTok stuff that all you younger generations can whip out. These things take me a lot of time. All right. So stop criticizing them. Toss me a couple likes that I'd really appreciate that. And the other thing I want to say is why the hell does everybody keep challenging us to beer miles? It's like everybody with an upstart podcast be like, Oh, I'm going to challenge the peak too early guys to a podcast, do it to a beer mile. Let me tell you this, unless your name's Chris Robertson, you can't beat me in a beer mile. Like I'm pretty, I'm, I'm, I'm all right at that. Like that's one of the things I'm decent at. So I'm just going to say that on that boys, I would have run faster, but I peaked too early. Mike hit me with the Josie. Josie's on a vacation for update your fucking picture on the chat what do i have right now <laughs> you got the fucking bottle of wine and a steak i think i like i, I like mike's picture that you did, picked you, up. Under, did you did you have to present that to your class yeah i did Show Trent's stupid face i did uh yeah i can update my picture <laughs>